Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, one thing you picked up on is friends, and I think I talked about this. We had, we I've had conversations recently about friendships, mm-hmm. and how hard it is to feel a genuine, authentic connection with someone. Like I feel like I do need to go quite deep with people mm-hmm. and being quite intense with them to have that connection. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't register. Like yeah. I will forget you in a week. Yeah. We would have a great time together, but if we don't go beyond a certain point. I won't remember to call you the week after. And it always confuses or triggers people because they may feel like they've gone deeper than they've ever been. Yeah. But yeah. you haven't registered on my scale yet. Mm-hmm. So there is no friendship yet. But don't um, they say ADHD, um, if you've got ADHD, you basically love everybody. So you give yeah, this intensity yeah. to every single person that you yeah. meet. Mm-hmm. And then that person exactly is like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. And then you're yeah. just like, see ya, <laughs> yes. I'm out. So I, I think that thing is like, in terms of friendship, and also this can apply to all of us as well, because I don't know anyone who, I don't know very many, few, many people who have a strong, consistent group of friends that they can rely on. And I think as it gets older, it's getting worse. Yeah. Yes. And the more people I talk to now, it's like, I, I think I asked eight people in my team how many friends do you have? Three was the highest number. Wow. Like actual friends that you can wow. sit there and be like, these are my friend friends. Like mm. if, I, if I'm not well, they bring soup. Mm. And mm. if it's my birthday, they are canceling the weekend in advance. Yeah. I don't even have to ask them. Like it's really high level of connection and interaction. Yeah. How many friends would you say you all have? Oh, um... You know, you actually, can't like, count my, mind only. Not family, like genuine friends, people who are not related. A lot of my genuine friends aren't even in the country. Mm. So I feel like that for me is the sad rea- reality. I have the most, I do have some beautiful friends here who will cancel their plans if I'm sick or if I do have something big to celebrate. Mm. But those ride or dies, like, mm. w- like one is in Barbados right now, like my creative partner, like what, another creative partner. Mm. And then like some, a lot of them are in America. So even if I was sick, what they, they can't fly over, you know mm. what I'm saying? So, so yeah. what, and yeah. what constitutes a friendship? Like I gave my definition yeah. of those things. What, what does a friendship actually mean to you though? What would yeah. you qualify as? I mean, like for instance, if I take my friend day, hold tight day in Barbados, like if I was sick, they will pull. And you know, especially because they're another creative, they'll be like, all right, cool. What do you have? What do you need done? And they will help me build a deck or they'll help me mm. something along those lines to make sure I don't drop the ball, even on my personal things. Um, they'll bring me soup. Mm. I'll bring them soup. 
um, if something's happening with their kids, I'll help them with their kids. Mm. Um, if they need something in Barbados tomorrow, ship something to Barbados tomorrow. You know, so like those things mm. where they want to make sure that your mind, your heart, your soul, your physical body mm. is always on top form. Mm. And friends who can call you out as well, because mm. we're not perfect, mm. right? Mm. And I feel like I always, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Southeast London. Mm. And when you can puff your chest to me, I respect you more. I don't mm. like people that can't be honest with me. Mm. Um, and like you said, like I'm like you're quite direct, right? And you're you're the only way you know how to be is real. Mm. And I pride myself in being authentic. So I think people like Day and, and other people, when I don't act in my top form, they'll call me out. And mm. I love that mm. because they want you to correct yourself. They want you to grow and they don't mm. want you to operate in a lot of So what qualifies elsewhere. them to have that opinion of you versus someone? Because obviously other people will try and have that opinion of yeah. you. And what gives them the permission? Is it you grant it? Is it time? Is it I what? think it's, well, first and foremost, I moved to Barbados, what, two years ago? Mm. I met them in April. Um, well, yeah, two years ago, mm. essentially. And I think it's time. Um, them seeing me at my highest and my lowest and my <laughs> my normal frequency. So I think it's, it's that. And then also the consistency, right? Mm. Them always showing up. Them, um, I don't know, just, yeah, being consistent with their behavior, whether that's in a good way, a bad way, or... I feel like that's that's what constitutes them that right to tell me about my... Tell me about my, myself, essentially. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's that consistency and um, how they view me. Mm. And also how I feel about myself, how they affirm me. Like, do they say things that I really feel is aligned with my spirit? Even mm. when, so the good things about me, I feel is right, the bad things. But even when they call me out that, you know, on things like, they're the one who said that they think I have ADHD, mm. for sure. Like I was just like, so because I value the opinion and I see how they operate with other people, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get tested, which I still need to get tested. Mm. But um, when they started like listing some of the things and even just listening to you speak, I'm like, rah. <laughs> this sounds like my childhood. <laughs> this sounds like my adulthood. Um, so I definitely need to get tested for sure. But, mm. How yeah. about you, Shelley? Do you know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, wow. Um, your point earlier, I have so many friends. I've had so many friends like mm. through my life and I've had so many periods in my life and I've met someone mm. or I've met a group of people and I think I've consistently kept them through and them going. But I wouldn't say any of them are like my best, best friends and they're old, but I could still, you know, we meet up once a year or we connect on some chats or mm. whatever. But then I was just realizing, I think one of my problems I struggle with really close friends is that I'm a really intense person to you, but I'm really intense mm. and I can be really intense and I can have moments where I'm really intense, but then I want to dip out and mm. I just don't want to be intense and mm. I just want to be really quiet. I don't want to be talking to anyone. Right. I don't want to be messaging anyone. And that's hard, I think, for mm. people in your life because they want you to always... Yeah, because some people are really demanding. Mm. They want to yeah. be calling, messaging. And I'm just like, I'm starting having palpitations. I'm yeah. like, you know, and I feel like I have to go in hiding. And that must feel, I'm just, I'm thinking about it here. That must feel quite cold, mm. but it's not. It's just that that's how I love. And that's how, so meeting people, to your point, meeting people who are like you. And I think that's how we, me and you yeah. work so well, because we know that about each other. Mm. And it's like, there's going to be no animosity that we haven't spoken. Yeah. But then when we do, it's like, boom, you know, and we're yeah. really excited and yeah. we're just bouncing things. Then we separate and it's all good. And no one's feeling a bit displaced mm. and no one's feeling hurt or, you know, why doesn't that person like me? Yeah. So I feel like friendships are and you're right, as you get older, I become more challenging and life becomes more busy. And so you mm. let less people in. But yeah, I love loads of people. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, 
How about you? You've got so much friends. I'm like, I'm just realizing I haven't got that many everyday friends. Mm. Friends I think that's that's a key qualifier. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's it. That is like, are you checking in? Even if it's not every day, but four or five times in the week, there's like some sort of crossing over. Yeah. Of communication or just like, how are you or sharing space? I don't think I I have that many, but I do have friends that no matter the space between us, whether that's distance or time, when we link, it's straight in, like we've never missed missed, missed a, a beat. And that, like, I, I count you mm. as one one of those friends. So, have I got true friends? Yeah. Mm. And that, and what I've learned as I've been getting older is acceptance. Mm. My true friends get my acceptance. Mm. Yeah. Once I accept you for who you are, and I still check for you, then yes, yeah, good. Yeah, good. I love that. And that, but there's I've got f- f- friends that, or people that were friends, and it's kind of fizzled out because I've also understood that. Some friends are just there for a part of your life. Absolutely. Mm. And you can't go no further with them, but you know them and you have to honor the times that you share together Mm. when you see them, Mm. but you don't have to reconnect on that deep, meaningful level if it's not there. Because how many times have you seen a friend or someone you've known from the past and you're speaking and you run out of things to say and you say, oh, well, you're still on the same number and you mm. have no intent of calling them. Mm. So I've had to cut that like instinct out. Like, mm. don't, we don't need to Let's swap do details. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that it was good to see you. Mm. Yeah. Like, and That's, really That's good, a good yeah, point. Because yeah, I think after, yeah. after years of being outside, I think I've been doing stuff since 18 years old. Yeah. And that's over 20 years now. And I'm like, I know people from the most random mm. places and positions yeah. in life. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like there's this, this need to like beeline for them and be like, hey, what's going on? And you realize within like three questions, I have no idea why I did this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I just thought yeah. I was 22 years old yeah. and we were still yeah. at going to parties, going yeah. to going to the, the, the lick parties and really happy to be outside. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was there, but we're not. Mm. And I have yeah. nothing to say to you yeah. in, in the most respectful way. So I stopped beelining for yeah, people yeah, I just let people just pass if that's what they if they're just there and it's like I, I just just go that's it's a fine. qualifier though you mm. know um, like being around just being around someone and you don't have to say anything or do anything and there's that yeah. no expectation yeah. Yeah. like you can literally just go to that person's yard and just chill yeah. don't say it just sit back you're all co-working or you're watching Netflix and I'm working on something it's like, I think that in itself is like the beauty of friendship that's yeah. how I got with um with Kareem my older son is 22 mm. yeah. and when he was a teenager your older son is 22 yeah it's mad how old are you? I'm old. Mm. I know I look young. You thank, look thank so you. young. Thank so you, good. thank you. I'll take that. It's oh that cutie blood, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I would just go and sit in his room while he'd be playing video games and he'd be on the line with his friends, cussing, doing all these things. But I would allow him that space and we would just sit in each other's like presence mm. and yeah. just do that so often that he didn't feel away. And yeah. that's like, I was like, it was important for me to set that up. When we've got nothing to say to each other, yeah. we can be in each other's space and it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So nice. yeah. How, how do you manage the transitions from the friends that were to the friends that are now? Because obviously at some point you shed them. Like there are people mm. that just don't make it. Mm. Some people, you have to kind of keep at arm's length. Yeah. And mm. 
the older I've got, the more I've learned how to do it with a bit, bit of grace. It's like, cool, I can't let you closer, but mm. I'll be cordial. Mm. And but so, some of them are like worse than relationships. Like people you actually love and have intimacy with. It's harder to lose friends, some of them, because it's like there was something about you that you represented that I no, really one, enjoyed. Once, once you realise someone's not like... Because that, that's the thing about when you're young, you can't see everything someone's going through. Mm. So you take them more or less at face value yeah. and whatnot. And so much is going on that you just accept and build, start building this friendship. And then when you start realizing that you probably can't help somebody that they're toxic or there's just too much trauma and damage mm. and you have to just let them go. And that f sometimes you have to let them go for your own sake mm. and your yeah. own health. For mm. sure. And, that's and growth as and well. growth, yeah. yeah. Amy, so, how do you deal with friendship breakups? <laughs> wow are you mean? wow are you mean <laughs> are you mean no i mean do you know what because this is the actually this is the probably the first year i would say i've had maybe one serious friendship breakup we, we're trying to rekindle but it's like um and they actually watch your podcast mm. but um yeah that's actually how i found out about you yeah. but um yeah, I think, how do I deal with it? I mean, I try to rekindle, but then I have to sit back within myself. I pray on it a lot and I have to sit back with myself and be like, okay, why is this happening? Mm. And is is that version of our friendship helping me to develop in, to helping me to grow in, in this journey that I'm on? And I feel like at that moment in time, I had to, um, although they played so many pivotal roles in my life, I feel like at that stage in my life where I needed empathy, where I needed people to um, support and help me grow and um, and not give me that tough love. Because, mm. like, you know, I'm from a Caribbean family. We get that tough love uh, quite a bit with a side of nurture at the same time, right? But I think um, I the a lot of the things that was kind of given to me during that time in the friendship didn't help me through that time mm. when I needed empathy, when I needed tenderness. Um, especially when I was like depressed and, and like like full of anxiety and like you know I needed and I people say I think too big mm. and I think at that time I was being told I'm thinking too big and I didn't like that yeah, yeah. and then when I, I I was around other friends that said no think bigger mm. and then I ended up getting the biggest contract that I ever got paid you know in my mm. entire life so it's just like if I continue to although an amazing person if I continue to listen to that rhetoric and and to that opinion I would have never gone for. The, the the money that I had wanted or anything along those lines. So although they're a beautiful human, um, I feel like even God maybe kind of made us separate in that moment in time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just kind of let it go. But if there are still parts of our friendship that I would love to rekindle, but there's other parts that I'm like, yeah, that we need to set a boundary with that. Mm. That can't that can't come into our future of friendship if there is a future of friendship. Yeah, um, it's funny because yeah. I think we've introduced all this sort of therapeutic language into the world, mm. and people have more information, but when it comes to actually receiving, mm -hmm. so like everyone can say it yeah. and they'll be like, you know, my boundaries and triggered <laughs> yeah. and like all these mm -hmm. words, but when they are the ones that are the subject of those things, mm -hmm. there is a complete shutdown mm -hmm. in like accountability and openness all of a sudden. So it's funny because my therapist was just like, Marvin, you have no boundaries with no one. Mm -hmm. The fact that any of someone can call you at 10 p.m. Mm. on a Sunday, mm. ask for your help and you will wake up, get out of bed and do it. Like, no, no, you need to step And so I was like, yeah. yeah, but like I can. Like, as in like, it's possible for me to help. Mm. So I would. And it's so funny because the second that I was like, do you know what? Actually, it's causing me a lot of headache. Yeah. All the most challenging things happening in my life are because I'm just so accessible. Mm. 
So I was like, let me employ some boundaries. So I had this whole period of like three months of sitting down with people and just random conversations and being like, these are my boundaries. This is what I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm not okay with. Mm. Please don't do this mm. and please don't do that. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, that's really yeah. interesting. And then they would just do the thing. Yeah. yeah. And so after a while of it just keep on happening, I just like, one day I think I yelled at someone. I just, because I was like, because I, I have a thing where I believe it's okay to tell someone to go f themselves <laughs> if they are consistently crossing boundaries. And I think it's a healthy endeavor mm. to tell someone to go f themselves mm. because there's a limit of like, I don't think that's okay. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. Go f yourself. Yeah. yeah. No, real talk. And by the time do, you got do, to... Do you make sure that you're that doing it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always <laughs> incremental. Not, not the first time in it. No, no, no. It's always incremental. Mm. So by the time I get to go f yourself, mm. I feel vindicated in the fact that I know I've given you communication mm. in different ways yeah. and you've dishonored the communication. Mm. So what I think is really useful is when you have that framework and, and discipline, but I don't feel most people are really comfortable with being told what boundaries are. Yeah. I think even more so as a man. Mm. I think as a man, like people are just so used to men just being tools of whatever. Right. Like men just do stuff. Carry yeah. this, take me there, protect me from this, serve me that way. And if you say, no, actually today's not a good day, you're lazy, you don't care, you're idle, mm. you're wasting, whatever. Mm. You, there's just names that get thrown at you instantly. Mm. And I realize that more and more. It's like, as a man, I just have to do. Mm. And anything outside of my doing isn't valued. So when I'm being peaceful and I'm just chilling and I'm like, I had my meditation this week and I did my 10 day <laughs> retreat and I've actually been quite reflective. No one gives a fuck about that. Mm, wow. But if I said, all right, I'm going to carry all these bags up the stairs by myself like a mule, mm. I get like, oh my God, yes, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> it's like, that's the only thing I'm valued for, which mm. I think is hella problematic. Yeah. That's Can interesting say, because you know I actually mm. value the other thing. Mm. So mm. like, me right. too well, yeah. I, I like my, my 10 day 10 day version <laughs> yeah, like, that's great I've had some painful friendship breakups mm. like really really painful mm. I had at the beginning of lockdown a friend who I'd been friends with maybe for God, maybe like 15 years wow. ghosted me what the hell oh, wow. and I mean we were tight my kids knew him and his he, he had a goddaughter and we were close we chilled all the time and one day he just did not return my call. Mm. To this day. You don't know why. If you're listening, I'm still hurt. No, but yeah, no, I don't know why. Never. Like it was one of the most traumatic things that I've experienced yeah. because I was like, what happened? And yeah. I'd sent messages and then and then and then I found out things along the way yeah. as to, as to why that might have happened. And you know, there was things that happened in his life and yeah. And and, and I kind of understand, I could even empathize. Right. But I'm like, that was so painful. No one talks friends, about. Sorry. Actually, mm. no, you go ahead. Mm. No, baby. Uh, no, I was like, no one really talks about the the, the friendships that you mourn, especially yeah. like male to female, right? Yeah. The friendships that you mourn without knowing um, that they stopped, maybe stopped like um, talking to you because they had liked you. So, for instance, like I like I have I had a friend. Um, That's why you start shooting friends on man. Yeah. yeah oh, but, but no, but this, wow. but no, this but guy definitely no... didn't like me. Yeah. I wasn't his type. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I love. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> I feel like in that sense, well... In, in that kind of, I don't know, in that example, mm. I've had a friendship whereby, you know, I I didn't know that they had liked me. Mm. And then we had, like, we were super, super, super close. And then all of a sudden, they're just, like, not invited to the cookout. Not, mm. Like, just, like, kind of slowly but surely ghosting. And I'm like... Because he's hurting because he loves you. No, but and that's it. And I've he known can't... you through several yeah. of your relationships. You've known me through yeah. several of my relationships. There've, there's never been a moving to a, like... Uh, you know, any type of confession, mm. but and then I'm having to find and piece the rhetoric, like you know, yeah. the reason from other people. But it's that like we've I've did tried his to girlfriend have... maybe say the no, relationship? So he just literally decided, yeah. and I'm cool with his past girlfriends, mm. but it's it's just very interesting. This current girlfriend, I just don't we don't speak, but at the same time, it's just like yo, that that's really painful. It is because I would just rather have that honest, free flow conversation, and then cool. It's it almost like someone's died. I feel like yeah. like someone's died in your life, mm-hmm. and that's it. But then you see them on socials, or you mm-hmm. send you're like, what? You mm. know what happened there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shanta, is there an intersection between love and ADHD that has a completely different way? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. We talk about connection with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love is complex anyway, man. And an internet love, which is the internet generation of love, <laughs> is difficult anyway. Like, I, you, I don't you even phrased know. that so well because I wanted to ask that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, and I, I didn't have the, the, the articulation too. to ask <laughs> yeah. it because we've only just met. And I was just yeah. like, how do I ask that bit? But yeah, I think I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much stuff on like love and dating and ADHD out there. Like the, mm. the biggest things are you kind of alluded to this before when you kind of meet someone who has ADHD and it's like, wow, this amazing person does all this thing and yeah. has all these interests and knows all these things and blah, blah, blah. And like people become, can become really obsessed with you mm. and you in turn become really obsessed with people. Mm. But then like at some point, either on your end, your kind of fixation or your hyper focus on this individual and this relationship starts to wane and you start to get bored of them or the novelty wears off and you're now kind of getting into like normal regular everyday motions of someone and it doesn't it's not as fun as exciting as it once was before or like in i've what i've noticed a lot is like sometimes it's the other person who's like when they meet you they're like oh my god you're so amazing you're da 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 but then after a while the thing that they love you for they begin to resent you for yes and so you kind of have those kind of dynamics of relationships you have a lot of like um i don't know if you've like you know a lot about like limerence and so sometimes you think oh you can you can you feel like you love someone, but it's they're a limerent object. And so limerence is kind of like a bit is a romantic obsession. 
person. Mm. And so it's like when you maybe don't know someone that well, but in your head, you've kind of created this story between the two of you. And it's like when, when people kind of, I would say limerence is a lot of like someone being like obsessed with their like boss or their coworker. Mm. And maybe at some point this uh, in this relationship, the affection was returned, but not enough for, for it to warrant this yeah. very huge emotional outpouring towards them. Yeah. And that's a huge thing with ADHD, like emotional dysregulation. Like Absolutely, your highs yeah. are really high and your lows are really low. And so mm. I went to a talk and they described it so brilliantly. They were like, you know, if someone slaps you on your back, it hurts. If you have sunburn and someone slaps you on your back, yeah. no, that's really yeah. going to hurt. Yeah. And that is what it's like with ADHD. It's like you experience something and the average person is like, ow, and you're like, I'm dead. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so when you have those extreme highs and those extreme lows, yeah. oh my God. And that's the thing. ADHD is, is that what makes it so exhausting is the internal kind of management and regulation. Yeah. It's like the busyness of your mind, the busyness of your emotions and constantly having to regulate that so you can interact in the world like a normal person. And so mm. I kind of feel like, especially when you have ADHD and you're dating, it's like the person you are when you're out there, you're like, I'm put, not putting on the show, but I'm being this person to all these people. And then mm. you kind of retreat to the safety of your own home. Mm. And it's like, ah. Oh. And it's like, when I'm dating someone and they see me in both of those instances, they're like, they're too different. they expect yeah. me to be this person all the time. Awesome. And I'm like, how can I be Why this person like without with being this person? Yeah, exactly. I have to rest and yeah. recuperate like I live by myself like yeah. I can go a week without speaking to another person but mm. I will go to an event on Tuesday evening and I'll be like the life of the party yeah. but it's because I spent the whole weekend indoors yeah. Um, yeah. and so I think there's sometimes an expectation for you to always be that person and so that that becomes a huge thing boredom people yeah. with ADHD can tend to get bored of relationships like my oh. biggest fear is like dating someone and really liking them and then getting to like six weeks into the relationship <laughs> and being like climbing up the walls because yeah. I want to get the hell out yeah. so it's yeah. like is that, does do you that know happen regularly <laughs> uh, it never lasts that long to be honest it never really? lasts long enough for it to get boring really I'm oh, sorry that was me so I feel like I haven't really I, I, the, the longest person I ever dated was the same time as my longest job one year so I feel like I have a one year expiry mm. on like all of my romantic what relationships what Huh? That sounds I'm, exciting. I'm, I'm like, yay. No, but I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, I, I used to you're be tired a job yeah. Like, I used yeah. to have so many different jobs yeah. growing up. That's because I'm like interested in so many different mm. things, and mm. I feel like I can do so many different things quite to a high standard. So I'm yeah, like, exactly. I want to try everything. Mm. Like, why am I being vindicated for being a job home? Like, mm. I don't get it. I, well, I think, I think, in a relationship sense, it's almost like because again, similarly, like trying to date from 18. To find consistency is really difficult. One thing I really wanted was an anchor that was the yin to my yang. Yes. So I needed someone that was a bit more s s consistent than yes. I was yep. um, in particular areas and can do things that I can't do very well. Yeah. Um, but trying to find those people, those people usually are pretty neurotypical and therefore quite structured and and consistent and stable and mm. not Let's always not use the boring word I'm, I'm trying, yeah like well, it's, it's safe yeah like, it's and, safe, and i think yeah. sometimes when you say to them like oh i have an idea and it involves me traveling to another country and building mm. something that scares the living daylights out mm. of them so mm. you have to try to make yourself slightly smaller to fit into it and make them feel safe so they don't feel like they they are being abandoned by you mm. yeah. so you create this kind of cycle of like you meet these amazing people, but either two crazy, eccentric, happy yeah. people doing shit, 
may not necessarily anchor each other and we'll find ourselves doing too much. Mm -hmm. And then you find someone who anchors you, but then they don't want to do anything else Mm -hmm. because you're already scaring them with just like them (laughs) watching you do nine different jobs, Mm -hmm. travel to five different countries. Like when I see you, you're in Lisbon or something. I'm just like, I get it. You thought I lived there. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I was like, have you gone? In this country, I was like, yeah. But mainly because I was doing the same thing with South Africa. It's like I found a pattern of of places to be. And I was like, when I'm here, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then you have to come back to this reality so that people don't think that you're crazy or something mm. or to like yeah. reestablish with the things that you have here. But I'm kind of cool wherever. Yeah. And for me, it was always last minute as well. And mm. that's like, when, one thing I know, but like, I'm saying, oh, in relationships, like I've been in many relationships, mm. but I'm assuming you have to be considerate to your partner. And one thing yeah, about me is that I'm going to book a holiday in one week's time and be away for a month. Yeah. And it's not something I ever want to consult anyone about sure. because yeah. I don't work for anyone. Yeah. I don't mm. answer to anyone. Mm. Having to answer to people gives me anxiety because mm. those, that kind of, someone having kind of not necessarily control, but like leadership over me or authority over me. Yeah brings me back into that school state where I start to feel insecure and small and like I can't handle myself and so yeah. I like freedom mm. and I'm like well what does this mean when you're like literally on Friday I'm going to Dominican Republic Eight. I booked it on Sunday because oh, I just so felt good. like leaving yeah. the country yeah. but it's like th- there's all that stuff to consider and another thing with ADHD a lot of people with ADHD get accused of love bombing in relationships yes. and love bombing is such a dirty word yeah. it's something we hear a lot when we're talking about modern relationship dynamics yeah. and like someone with ADHD is not being malicious in trying to be like, oh, I want to ma- manipulate this person by overwhelming them with love, like mm. reducing their walls so I can then kind of mm. get what I want from them and then leave. But it's more like you meet someone and you really like Can't them and you really want to show yeah, them yeah, yeah. that you like them and you're like you're trying to impress want, them. Yeah. But it's like, you know, sometimes it could be like a boredom takes over or sometimes mm. they're not kind of giving it back to you in the same way you want it. So you yeah. cool it down. Mm. But then they're like, you're love bombing me. Mm. But yeah. it's like, oh, that's not what I was trying to do. I'm just really invested in mm. this thing i see the future of it. i see the potential of it but it can be misread and which is why I, I, th- I think that's so so important because i think when we talk about popularizing like pop terms or pop pop psychology all this language is being thrown out and then these definitions even a definition of like narcissism mm. gets thrown out there Everywhere. and then when you yeah. actually look at the formal definition yeah. it's a self-interest and you're like well that's kind of important right and there's words like humble which are like you know you almost deprecate yourself to yeah. be and pretend you're not as amazing as you are to fit into whatever yeah. so it's like none of these words already make sense but in relationships all of these words that kind of come out and you start sitting there reading them and there's a point i don't know if you remember you might have been on this call but there was a dope black call and um we were talking about the abuse hierarchy like a triangle of abuse mm-hmm. and it starts with like negging and like, then it's like coercion and manipulation. Then it goes all up into these different cultures. And we were talking about what some of those things look and sound like. And then some of the words of the types of people that were being used. And so many of them were coming out. It triggered the whole Zoom call and then no one spoke. There was no questions after it. No one, everyone just went quiet and was like, no, that's it. Wow. <laughs> because we yeah. realized that some of the subtle things we do to each other, we nay. It's like, yeah. oh, so you're going to wear that, are you? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Or, oh, you so, like that box set? So ah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just these little things yeah. to destabilize you. But mm. also in that, it's just things that naturally happen for ADHD. There's an intensity yeah. that happens. And it's not to persuade an outcome. It just feels like a natural thing that you really want to do. And it's genuine if it works. Yeah. Mm. So having been in like a 12-year relationship... I know it's possible Mm. and it can be possible. But at the same time, there's this sort of thing of like, 
trying to make sure that you're not appearing as so. And I think it works worse as a man because men are normally the perpetrators of these things. If you're a man and you just are that way, there's no empathy. There's no capacity for you to have discovered that just now. Mm. So for I have to almost create a barrier that's so wide. I talk about this all the time to you. Like anyone, I just like, mm. can you just wait over there, please? I don't want to get too close that you think this means something that it's not. Because yeah. it's not happening for me in the way that it appears. Mm. And as a man, there is no space to have error. So yeah. please yeah. don't confuse me with anything else that's going on. I'm processing. But that's quite good you've <laughs> done that though. I think that's good. I think that's part of the work that you've identified that you need to do to order to protect yourself mm. as well as protect whoever. Yes. Yeah. It's just sad because I think also a part of me is like, I'm still that little boy that just wants to vibe with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still curious and I still yeah. get passionate. Mm. So like when I message you, it's just yeah. sheer passion. Like, yeah, yeah. I love what you're saying. This is great. And I, yeah. you know, I might do the same thing to Kalechi. I'm just like, I, I watch yeah. you and you make sense to me. Yeah. There's no innocence left for it, is there? There's it's no really innocence. Sad. So you, you yeah. just have to admire almost from a distance now. Mm. And I think also at the same time, some of that stuff can create some of the confusion that's happening now with this, this poor woman who I hopefully is, is you know, she finds answers and it gets better but like there's lots of little things that just happen and you it weighs really mm, heavy so but basically i think i alluded to it earlier there's a there's a, a a woman who dated somebody he featured on a podcast that podcast was shouted out on a show that i was on okay. um and i spoke about it and said i know these guys they're great guys they do amazing things yeah. she's seen this clip and has said that they platformed an abuser yeah. so it's Three degrees of separation. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, at the, this happened two years ago. So when that happened, they removed him from the podcast and all that kind of stuff. They did all the things that they were supposed to be doing. Um, but that was two years ago. So I obviously didn't know about it. But now she's gone back to this clip and said, you said that they're doing great work. You're, you're platforming platformists <laughs> of abusers. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I, so I was like, oh my God, thanks for bringing that to my attention. You know, whatever. And then it was like, now, now, we, now we need to go in a petition and you know boycott and go on this campaign and i was like to to be honest he's not involved in that platform anymore i've spoken to the founder and he's like there's no, he's not doing anything i don't really i'm not connected to them in any way so what would you like really mm. and what's realistic be angry at them too i'm yeah. angry well no no because no i i, I take it seriously because yeah, yeah. i think it's super important when these things happen I don't want to cause her any more harm yeah. or any more danger. Cause it's, it's not, she's obviously reacting for whatever reason, whatever's happened in her life. She's reacting in a way because she's in pain. Yeah. And if I know I can't help. And it's so funny. I was in South Africa having dinner with all my friends there. And one of the topics that came up is, is when do you get involved? Yeah. And my friend told the story about like someone in his team went through a mental episode and was just like, what, like, um, bombing this group just like message bombing voice notes and then at one point someone in the in the team messaged him messaged her and said look you, you sure you're okay it's christmas how are you i'm really worried about you whatever and then she's and then um then somebody he told the rest of the group that he had done that and then she was like only go in if you can go all the way mm. yeah. don't dip in and then disappear because yeah. that destabilizes them further anyway so then a week uh goes by and then she goes she she asked him for something maybe money and he says he can't do it yeah. so then she 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 green grabbed something that he had sent and was just like this is the guy has no relation to this thing she's like this guy he came to my house where he doesn't want to give me money but he can come inside me she just went into this whole oh, thing oh wow so his wife is like mm. what the hell the group is like what the hell it's all trending on twitter and and he's just like oh, all i did is ask you if if you're all right and now look where i am 
Yeah. Mm. And so literally this That's weekend, so sad though, isn't but, it? but again, that, yeah. pe- people are going through things mm. that are profound, but we're in a world where when men are accused of things before mm. we even know anything, it's gone to 10 and you are that. So, you know, I always say to men in my groups, just please be careful. Like just, just operate at a space of respect and distance if you're not going to show up properly. Because kind of showing up as a fake hero is worse than just like ignoring the whole thing and pretending it didn't happen. So have the time and capacity to do it properly. So anyway, so that that has happened and that was just ringing in my head. So literally it felt like by jeopardy, two days later, this is now in my life. And the first thing I said is like, I absolutely hear you because I, you know, if I would never want to co-sign a platform that is mismanaged. Mm. So I went to investigate and a day later it came back out. I was like, cool, the guy's gone. This is no longer connected, yeah. but you're still hurt clearly. So yeah. I'm just dealing with you. And then once she was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Then the next morning when I woke up, it was just these requests for things. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't have the capacity. I don't think it's my skill set to be doing this. I've held them to account and they've made changes in their organization, which I think is what should happen. Yeah. And again, I'm communicating to you, but I don't think that's for me to be doing. And then so now it's like I'm platforming and a point, like she's just tweeting me. Like, it's just going crazy. Oh, my gosh. But I, I'm, for me, it's, sort of, it's interesting because my friends are DMing me and they're like, oh, I can see this thing. Are you OK? Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But like, I, I don't have a problem with it. But then I understand what the perception could be. But I don't have a problem with it because I know she's hurting. Yeah. I'm not here to tell her to stop. Like, if yeah. you feel you need to communicate something, say it. Because at the end of the day, anyone that feels that like they've gone through that type of experience, and I've been around those types of people, it, the pain is irreparable. Yeah. And you want justice. Yeah. So unless someone's going to offer you justice, then really and truly just let her feel, say, share how she feels. Like, mm. I, and there's nothing else I can say to her, but I would if there was anything I could. So, yeah, I, I think that stuff is really important. And we was actually talking about ADHD and personal relationships, but it shows up in a particular way that culture of how you interact with people does really matter because what may be happening for you isn't happening for them and vice versa. And that's quite difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any relation between um, being ADHD and being in like long distance relationships? <sighs> Because of boredom, mm. because of access. Novelty. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know a lot of people, a lot of ADHDers in long t- long distance relationships. I mean, they probably are. Mm. And they probably have the most craziest and interesting ways to yeah. kind of keep in contact. And the thing is, I can't lie. I could probably be in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Because I honestly don't need someone around me every That's single me. day. Mm. I've been in like three. I honestly feel like that would be so comfortable for me. And I like traveling anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Literally. Not having someone in my face all the time is such a blessing. Yeah. I was <laughs> I listening to this to podcast the other day and it was talking about a relationship needs to sit at around six out of 10 in order to succeed and be long lasting. Yeah. But if you're ADHD, I feel like you live in two and 10. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, I mean, I don't know if I believe it needs to sit in a six, but it probably does need to sit in about a six yeah. or a seven for it to be consistent, for yeah. you to, you know, build, grow, not it to be crazy, low, crazy, you know. Right. But then if you are ADHD, that's a lot of work, isn't it? It, uh, kind it of... is, I think you're right in the eight to two. And I think the, the key is, and, and my psychiatrist was just like, what you're trying to do is just minimize. You're trying to get like the eight to four, the mm. eight to six, trying to create a certain level of consistency in your highs and your lows 
so that you're not creating like extremities. Mm. And I think you do need to kind of sit in this middle space of like, I'm okay with nothing happening for six months. Mm. I'm okay with not yeah. having any form of thrills or enjoyment yeah. or or growth or challenge <laughs> for like six months to a year. I never forget in one relationship and I was just like, look, man, we've been stagnant for like six months. What's happening? And they were like, I need six more months just to like, Stabilize That's so myself. That's hard, though, isn't it? That, Yo, that feels... so by, by the way, at six months, I was already like, I'm losing my shit because I just need, I need <laughs> six something. Months happening. is long. I'm talking two days a that, week. No, it was like six <laughs> months, and I was like being very patient. Like, is it okay? Mm. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then at the six month point, I was like, I had a, a mini intervention. Sit down. Let's talk about it. <laughs> We sat down and talked about it and it was like, look, I just need maybe three more months. I think it was three more months. For what, though? For what? For, what? Yeah. Yeah. for, for, for processing, for, for, just, just time. Just to process time, of what boredom? Just, just time, <laughs> consistency, <laughs> stability, the stability. life that they're going through, whatever. Just everyday yeah? normal things. Probably just everyday normal life, though, isn't Probably. it? Probably. Like, and yeah. I was like, cool. But then basically, it was like this weird thing and like your brain just presents the information to you around about that time. So it was like two days before, roughly about three months, it just came to my brain that three months we was like we're not gonna we're gonna just be chilled. So I waited two more days. I was like, look, it's been about three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now <laughs> with this thing? And like I, I could see in their face that like you literally took it to the day. Well, no, I actually yeah. found out two days earlier. Wow. My brain said if I wait two more days and I've done what I said I was gonna yeah. do, and I have a right to ask again. Because like I want to travel, I want to go do stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, let's sure. move. Sure. And um, I think they were so disturbed by the idea that I had waited specifically three months to the oh day. Oh my god! They couldn't come back to the conversation with me. I feel and like they they're just so selfish. Defeated. But like, I I just feel like it's one of those things where my brain works. Like, when if I if me and you start arguing, all the information that I need just surfaces and comes out. <laughs> like nah, this real talk. That's me. In a timeline, like chronologically. Yeah. So I, I can now, not only can I, I, it's there, I see it in between yeah. you and I, and I can be like, so this happened, then that happened, and that happened, <laughs> then that happened, and that's why that happened. Yeah. And you may not believe me, you'd be like, but because I can literally see it in an ordered, structured, like filing system. Why is this, yeah. why is this giving Virgo energy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can relay it back to you. This is where the conviction comes from. Because I'm seeing it yeah. in timelines. Yeah. So because my brain does that, it makes me a horrible person to argue with, which is why I try my mm. best to not argue because mm. it's not nice. Mm. There's no room because yeah. yeah. I've already sorted it. Yeah. I know the timeline. <laughs> I know what you were wearing. I can see you telling me three mm. months. So you now can't tell me that it's not three months because I remember where we were. Mm. I was lying down here. You were sitting there. Mm. This was going on. That film was on and I can visualize it. It's wow. so funny. I always get told... You should be a lawyer. <laughs> the way yeah, I argue, you too. should be a lawyer, and they're sitting there baffled as I'm like, like throwing things at them. But it's like, yeah, it's true. This is why I just don't date. I truly cannot be bothered. The emotional capacity you need to have to just manage someone else and yourself and negotiating and sacrifice and oh my god, it's fun too. I should say it's really fun too. I always think that like the trade-off for being intimate is the wahala. But then I'm, yeah. the older I'm getting, I'm so I, I just don't want no. I don't know. Maybe I I just yeah. I can't bother. I can't bother. <laughs> um yeah no it's it's a real thing and I, and I think um if we ever figure out and master relationships mm. as a, as a group of neurodivergent people we just all just date each other no, and I swear real. to God we'll just create signs <laughs> that says I'm open and I'm neurodivergent mm. please how will it work yeah. also I think there was a. When I was writing my book, there's a correlation between being neurodivergent and non-monogamous as well. There's like a whole thing. So it's yes. not that not that because you're ADHD or neurodivergent, you are non-monogamous, but most non-monogamous people 
are neurodivergent. Yeah. Um, and so there's a real relationship. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's just like a, a What did compassion. you say? Did you say smell? You know, non-monogamous people, like, don't they always look a bit... Uh, <laughs> You're so... Oh, that's that, what I you know, thought you, you know said. Why? I was like, did you really say... No, because I think she has a visual of a person, which I don't want to <laughs> laugh about. I'm not going to lie. Purple hair, like your white person with dreads. Yeah. They always look a bit smelly. <laughs> they, 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 they like, not like selling it right non, now. Non-chemical non deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> no aluminium inside. <laughs> 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 and listen, I'm on my health tip too, Nick. Yeah, but yeah. aluminium in there. You've got to yeah. find the right sort of crystal. Please shower twice a day, including your legs. Yeah, it's, it's wow. mad because like, I know I'm the archetype. The I know the archetype that you're talking about but trust me there's a different type of archetype as well man trust me like a lot of people in Barbados are poly really yes some of I learned more about polyamory in Barbados wow they actually opened up my mind in Barbados you know what I'm actually thinking after Mm. listening to everything Um, (laughs) no 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 no. it's not about relationships it's just about humans so we've set up the system of schools Mm. that has one way of teaching a curriculum to all these people that are super different. Mm. Like we yeah. all don't look alike. None of us look alike in there, but we're all black, but we don't look nothing alike. Yeah. Mm. Some people are short, some people are tall. Yet we've got these systems in place to to teach kids how to become adults. And the same thing with relationships. Um, religion has kind of said, oh, monogamy, blah, 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 blah. This is how you and a man and a woman should coexist. Yeah. But the mm. truth is, the human race was never set up for this rubbish Mm. and that and trying to fit everybody into this one size fits all is not working so that's why i think this is all starting to come to that the top absolutely there's not Mm. enough good men for me to consider polyamory though in the uk Mm. i can't find one person that i like let alone two but as a traveller though do you three. not find great men in each different place yes. but they're only great for that period thing. of time yeah. Yeah. outside of that context we actually never need to speak again let it be like folklore you know but say, but are you, say, are you saying folklore. this to the people I love you, but they so know funny. that no are you saying it I mean, they, I don't need to. We're oh, we're in Mexico. Yeah. You know, but as soon as I jump at Heathrow, yeah, it's so Especially true. Holiday <laughs> romances, yeah, travel then never works. Yeah, Yo, you know? I wish they could. I'm gonna try to zoom into your face though. You just just like yeah, <laughs> Heathrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, as soon as like, them bills start hitting, love was left at the gate. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, uh, listen, wow. guys, this has been absolutely good Next food and amazing. Thank you so much. You know what's really funny is every time I try to do a really structured podcast that's like maybe 40 minutes here, 40 mm. minutes here, it just turns into like a vibe and we've been going for literally 90 minutes and I just on a whole vibe. That. That's so good. And it's gone so, yeah. so quick. Yeah, I so I it. really appreciate you all coming out of your yeah. busy weeks to come and hang out and have this conversation. It's been really good to see you all. So thank you, Shante Joseph. Thank you for Amy Snow. Thank you, Darwood Grace. Thank you for Shelley Biston. Appreciate you all and love you all. And hopefully we'll do this again by the way I don't mind doing part two part three I'm down for it just to keep going because there's bad vibes so I appreciate Mm. it cool thank you thank you hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 